0: Okay, in case you're new here or visiting, and by new here, I mean any time in the last four and a half months. Um, I'm Brian, I, I, I'm the pastor here. My wife and I started this church, oh wow, a little over 15 years ago. And uh, we've been on sabbatical. I've been on sabbatical for the last, um, well, since, since the 2nd of December. And uh, you know, it's been, it's been really a special time. It's, I, I did a few different seasons of prayer and fasting and got some different times where I had people pray with me and, and, and seek God with me on some things. I had powerful times of, of just quiet and resting. Uh, amazing times just with family and also um, things that you'll hear more and more about like time in uh, Israel where I took a class there for a month. Uh, just a really powerful season with God. And and what was going on is basically uh, maybe a heart tune-up. God had some things that he wanted to to talk to me about and kind of take me aside and and kind of of, um, bring some healing into some areas that had kind of built up over the last 15, 17 years or something like that. And and it kind of work with me that way. And now it was hard to stop. It's, it's hard to stop and take a sabbatical. I mean, especially if you think about the year leading up to well, just last year, 2019, we completely remodeled this place, and we had we had uh, started Southside location, and we started Royston like just a month before before the, the sabbatical. And and it, it it never feels like the right time to take a sabbatical. But but I was like, okay, Brian. This is, this is good, and this is going to be good for, for me, and for my heart, and, and for the church, you know, uh, it, especially if, if I'm able to, to get some heart work done, and th- that could be great for, for all of us, for all of us. And so anyways, um, yeah, we took the sabbatical, and you know, what, what you tell yourself, even though the timing is a little bit inconvenient, is, yeah, okay, it's a sabbatical, but you know, I mean, you know, wh- what's going what's gonna to happen? You know, People are still going to be here, you know, when you get back. <laughs> Okay, there, there's no one here. <laughs> there's no one here. This is, this is not my first, uh, first time doing this today. I have been in empty buildings all day, and, and uh, I just think this, this is hilarious. It's like every pastor's nightmare when it comes to come, returning from sabbatical to empty, empty church buildings and all that kind of stuff. So funny, so funny. God is just, God is great. Yeah, he's, he's, he's so funny, though. Uh, before I dive in today, uh, I want to say two things that are special about this moment. I want to make sure that if you would like someone to pray for you, there's no need to wait. I, I want to encourage you to to click on that live prayer button right now, and there's people who would love to pray for you uh, you know if you're having a tough time or even like a medium time or, or maybe just feeling like uh, it would be nice for someone to pray for you or for people that you're that are on your heart that you're worried about and concerned. We are here as your church and would love to pray for you so so don't hesitate click on that on that button and you'll you'll join a chat with with one person who will be praying with you. We'd love to pray for you. Uh, you can do that, and you can do that right now. You don't have to wait until the end. Also, um, if, if you're here and you're like, okay, Brian, I've been here for a while. You don't know me or whatever, and, or, or, or I've been just kind of tuning in, but, but I want to give my life to Jesus. I'm, I'm tired of, 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 of fighting him or, or whatever has been going on that has brought you to this point. I just, I just know that it's time. You don't have to wait. I'm gonna give everybody an opportunity at the end to, to dedicate their lives to Jesus or, or rededicate their lives to Jesus, but you don't have to wait. You can just say, yes, I'm gonna give my life to Jesus. I know that that's what I'm gonna do, and what's gonna happen is, is you're going to, a, a form is gonna come up and you can kind of share your story, and ideally, you don't have to do this, ideally, though, then you'd click on live prayer after that and, and, so, and let somebody pray with you as you begin this new era. Uh, so that that's available again. You don't have to wait for the end at all. Okay, so we're we're going to start a new series. We're going to start a new series, uh, a shorter series called Unlocking Peace. Uh, unlocking Peace. And for the next couple weeks, I'm going to talk about some very powerful keys to living with peace. To living with peace, with any in any circumstance, in in any context. In, in any environment and that's a big claim, that's a big claim and, and, and maybe you, you've lived your life with a lot of anxieties and fears and, and, and worries and trepidations and, and anxious about this, afraid of this happening or surprise, like you don't have to live that way, that can stop today. Now that's a big claim and, and maybe if your life has been full of fear thus far, you're like no way, that, that's not possible and I'm, I'm gonna tell you, yeah, it is possible. And you can make changes today that we're going to talk about that will allow peace to go way up in your life and fears and anxieties to go down. Uh, We're going to talk about a key today, a major key, and then we're going to talk about some other keys over the next couple weeks. And if you apply these things, it will change your life. You will genuinely have much more calm and peace, not anxiety and fear in your heart as you, as you walk through maybe the same challenges that you're you're looking at right now. Now, I just want to be clear uh, there's two kinds of peace. There is there is context peace and context peace is like sunny day peace. Sunny day peace on a normal day when you can sit outside in the sun unlike today where we're locked inside, but where you can just sit outside and you can you can just drink in the sun and you feel the stresses, the anxieties, the worries of life just kind of dissipating and maybe you're on a sunny holiday or something like that. Again, not today, but you, where you have the space to re, to breathe and relax. That is context peace. And that's great. I love context peace. Yay for context peace. Uh, it's good for the soul. But that's not the kind of peace we're talking about. We're talking about a kind of peace that is, that, that is unrelated to context. A, 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 context a, a peace for any and every moment of life, any crisis moment of life any surprise moment in life any stress we're talking about living with very real and felt peace like a feeling the feelings of peace on the inside in every context in every situation now you can apply it to anything you can apply it to your situation you know maybe you want to today apply it to some you know global COVID 19 pandemic or whatever but but as I was starting to work on these thoughts and started work through these thoughts with Jesus this was like months ago before I'd ever heard of the coronavirus the stuff that we're talking about are keys for life and you can apply them today but you can also apply them um, all the days no matter what's going on uh, in your life I I started really getting dialed into this in January I, I landed in in I'm in Scotland now. Where did I land? I landed in Israel, uh, where I was going to study at the Jerusalem University College for the month of January. And, and as I landed there, I felt right away that, that God uh, was saying, Brian, I'm giving you a word. And this word is going to be this word that, we're gonna, that, you're gonna, that I'm going to work on with you in your heart over, over this next month and beyond. And the word is shalom shalom now shalom means peace it's it's the Hebrew word for peace and and yet it's a very it's a very rich word for peace shalom is a peace-filled reality a peace-filled reality that chaos cannot penetrate it's a peacefulness that no matter the chaos no matter the the challenges of life it just can't break through and throw you off of peace shalom is it's a state of calm of harmony of, of rightness that you feel internally no matter how wrong the context seems. God wants you and me and all of his people to live with genuine felt peace. He wants that for you. He wants that for you for two reasons. He wants that for all of us for two reasons. One, because because he he just wants you to not be anxious because you don't need to be anxious. He's going to take care of you. No need to waste your life full of worry and anxiety. But also he wants you to be at peace because it's part of your witness. It's how you testify that you genuinely believe in God and that you believe he can be trusted in your life and your circumstances. When God's people are calm when they're when they're peaceful as the world is going crazy it it is a beacon of what in the world is happening in this person's life and how can i get it how can i get that peace well their peace is connected to jesus and their belief in jesus okay i want that it's part of our witness it's part of our testimony so I felt like God. God had this word for me, and and uh, and so I, I I wanted to just dial in on that. And I walked through the old city of Jerusalem, looking for looking for a ring. I wanted a ring that said Shalom on it, and apparently they don't make it. And so I went to this guy at this shop. I, I heard about this particularly trustworthy uh, person in the old city, Omar. And, and Omar, I, I worked with him and, and ultimately he, uh, he helped me get a custom ring made, uh, not that expensive, but a custom ring made that says Shalom, and I just kind of put that on. I've been wearing it ever since and, and have just embraced this journey that God has called me on to live as a more peaceful person. Now we're going to talk about um, several lessons that I learned uh, in, in Israel uh, while, whilst working on peace in my own heart and things where I had to go back and kind of clean some stuff up. We're going to talk about those peace lessons. In fact, what we're going to do over the next series is I'm going to show you a picture uh, each week of a, of a location that, that God talked to me about peace. And it was helpful for me, and, and I hope it, w- it will be helpful for, for you. Um, I, in fact, because I'm going to show these, these pictures of different locations around, around uh, the Middle East, Israel, and Jordan, I, I, I jokingly in my mind thought about calling this message series Middle East Peace Talks. Uh, but that doesn't really capture what we're talking about, but I, I thought it would be fun. Uh, Middle East Peace Talks, that's, that's kind of about external peace, so it, it doesn't really fit. We're talking about unlocking peace on the inside. Okay, so... Unlocking peace, the picture that we're going to show today, this first picture is, is from, I took it standing on Mount Nebo. So actually I'm in the Hashemite kingdom of Jordan here at this moment. And I'm standing on Mount Nebo where Moses went up and where he died and then God buried him in the valley there. And so standing there and what we're doing is we're looking across the rift valley down across the Jordan River and the, the hills on the other side, that's that Israel up to you know, Mount of Olives and, and Jerusalem and, and beyond. That's, that's kind of where we're looking. We're, we're on the east side looking to the west. Now Moses went up there and he was able to, and God showed him the whole of the land. The whole of the land. Um, the, I, I guess my context was not my last day, you know, like I didn't die up there, praise God. I didn't, uh, you know, I, I wasn't banned from crossing the, the Jordan River. That, that, that didn't happen. That was Moses' situation. My context was a little bit different. See, I was on my way home. This was my very last stop after a month in, in, the, in the Middle East, in Jordan and in Israel. I'd been in this class, and and for the previous three days, we'd been on the east side here, in, looking at cities connected to the ancient land of Ammon, the Ammonites, uh, the Moabites, and the Edomites, the Abin, uh, yeah, all these kind of east side peoples, and and also where the eastern tribes were, and looking at the geography and and the the different places where the cities were, pretty special. But now I'm on my way home, and by home, I mean I'm flying out this night out of Tel Aviv, and so what I'm going to be doing is right after this moment, I'm going to get into the, the bus, and we're going to drive down this hill across the Rift Valley, and then we're going to go up to Jerusalem to the hotel. I'm going to repack my bags. I'm going to take a, a nap, and then I'm going to get on a charute taxi that night and go to the airport and fly out. That's, I am at my very last stop after a long period of time. And, and so there I am, and I've been looking forward to, s- to being in this location particularly, to, to seeing Moses' last viewpoint and where he got to see the promised land. But unlike Moses, Moses was there on this clear day and could see, could see so much. When I looked out, this is what I saw, and it was foggy. It was, it was hazy. It, I, I, I couldn't see har- hardly anything. I mean, you could see just a rough, uh, you know, rough outlines of a little bit of it. And, and, and I, I stood there, and I looked out. I'm, I looked out over the, the land there and towards, towards, the, towards Israel. You know what I did? <laughs> I, I, I cried. I cried. Now... I guess I man cried is, is what I did. I, I had my sunglasses on, so you know, there's that. And you know, I, my, 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 chi, uh, my mouth, I didn't change the shape of my mouth. It was very, very uh, rock solid there. Uh, and then, um, and then it was like water, though, was pouring out from under my sunglasses. I'm sure people thought that my, my cheekbones right here were like just sweating profusely. Like sweating drops. Like, like, I don't know. It was like a weird sweating thing coming out from under my sunglasses. I kind of man-cried a, a little bit. And, and why did I cry? I, I didn't cry because I couldn't see. I, I, I'd been down there, I'd been down there for weeks, I, I knew that, that valley really well, I knew the hills beyond, I, 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 I wasn't worried about what I, what I couldn't see. I just had one of those moments where what I'm looking at reflects how I'm feeling. I don't know if you've ever had one of those moments, maybe you've had a moment like that when you read something, like a poem or something, and, and it all of a sudden it connects with what you're feeling and you're moved by it. For me, I'm standing there on Mount Nebo and what I'm looking at reflects reflects what's going on in my heart see up to this moment i had spent this time like wanting to hear from god about the days ahead i had these prayers I'm like, god what do you want me to do about this what do you want me to do about that well, i've got these 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 concerns about this thing do you want me to do this or do you want me to do that i spent a lot of time this is two months into my sabbatical now seeking out god what do you want about these these days ahead and up to this moment, I hadn't heard anything. I hadn't heard anything about the days ahead. I, had. I I'd ha- had a lot of help on my heart uh, about the days now. I'd had some help with, with, you know, looking back over the last 15, 17 years. But there I was looking ahead at my, in life. And, and there's, I can see something, but not, not the clarity that I'd, I'd hoped to see. And so I had these tears coming down my face. And then it's in that moment I had my God lesson for the day. Again, I just had these like God moments. um, Almost every day, this little soul surgery moments where God would just give me a little lesson on shalom, on peace. And and on this day, I felt like God said something like, Brian, do you believe? Do you believe that I'm going to help you in the days ahead? Do, Do you believe that I'm going to be with you? In the days ahead as I have been all the days of your life thus far which we've spent a lot of time talking about this last month do do you believe that I can be trusted with your future the future that you don't see very well but that I see very well Do, do you believe that I can be trusted with your foggy future family if we want to live a life filled with peace and we do but if we want to live a life filled with peace, we need to learn how to have peace, especially when life feels uncertain, especially when we don't know what to do, especially when we can't see a way forward, when, when you don't know what to do, when you're afraid of what might be coming around the corner, or when, when you just there's uncertainties and there's threats bearing down on you, when you feel lost. We lose so much peace. We lose so much peace because we don't know how to live When the future looks foggy when it's hidden from us or when it looks scary or or fearful but the bible tells us that we can have peace in in these circumstances it tells us we can have peace in in every situation in in every circumstances as we go into the unknown if you're if you've ever watched frozen 2 you can tap your inner elsa in that moment and just be like into the unknown you know, however you can sing it much better than me. Into the unknown, unknown right? That sort of thing. And you can just tap into that, that inner Elsa. Into the unknown. God will be with us. The key, the first key when it comes to having peace in any circumstance is this. It's believing what the Bible says about God is both true and true for you. I'm gonna say it with more emphasis on the and there. The first key to unlocking peace is believing. What the Bible says about God is both true and true for you. True for you. Key one is believing. If you find yourself anxious, if you find yourself fearful, unnerved, not feeling peace because of your situation or what's going on in your life, it's time for a truth moment. You need to have a truth moment with yourself. Uh, And you need to ask yourself this crucial, crucial question if you want to have peace in your life. And the question you need to ask yourself is this. What am I not believing about God right now that is keeping me from being able to face this moment with peace? If you're feeling anxious or worried, whatever, anxiety, whatever what is it that you're not believing about God right now that's keeping you from being able to face this moment with peace look even in the biggest storms of life even the biggest the biggest uh, upheaval moments of life if you believe and then trust what you believe about God and, and about the Bible and if it's anchored rightly in the scriptures You will have peace. In fact, we read this story. It's it's a great classic story in Mark chapter 4. In Mark chapter 4, Jesus is there with his disciples. They're going across the Sea of Galilee on a boat. And while they're going across the sea, we read this. We read this. It said in in Mark 4, uh, Mark four thirty seven. 37. It said, a great windstorm arose and the waves were breaking over the boat so that the boat was already being swamped. It was already being swamped. Okay, context. Massive storm, fearful moment. The boat is filling up with water. It is, it is going down. It's not, it's not sinking, 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 but it's being swamped with water. It, it is a, a terrifying moment. That's the context of this, this story. It's already being swamped. And we keep reading. He was in the stern, Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on the cushion. Okay, so we're, we're, we're in this boat, being swamped, Jesus is sleeping. He's not afraid, usually sleep is one of the first things that, that disappears when there's anxiety and fear, Jesus is sleeping. So, continuing under reading, so they woke him up and said to him, teacher, don't you care Teacher, don't you care that we're going to die? Don't you care that we're going to die? And, and this is it. This is it here. The disciples do not have peace. At that moment, they do not believe that Jesus cares. They don't have peace. And in that moment, they don't believe Jesus cares. Why? Why do they not believe Jesus cares? Because they don't see Jesus doing anything, and so then they conclude he doesn't care. And that's where we always go wrong. When we look at our context and our situation and we can't see Jesus doing anything, and so then we start concluding he doesn't care, or he's not listening, or he's not paying attention to us. That is not true. But they conclude it is because they don't see Jesus doing anything, so they, they don't think he cares, and they fall into that trap, and they have no peace because of it. So, so they woke him, and they say, teacher, don't you care? Don't you care that we're going to die? Look, if you want peace, and, and I know you do. If you want peace, it starts with the unshakable believing that Jesus actually cares about you. That he actually cares about, he cares about what's going on in your life today. He does. He cares about your future and he's going to help you with it as you trust in him. If you want peace, you you need to anchor yourself. And again, I say anchor yourself in believing that God loves you that he cares for you, believing that God knows what's going on with your life every second, that he's walking with you every microsecond of your life, believing that God is bigger than any problem or any crisis or, or any threat that you, you would ever face, believing with complete confidence that God is able, God is able to take care of you in any situation. He's able to deal with any crisis and any conflict. Provide answers to any question. Believing that God has all the resources in the universe. <laughs> oh man, I, that, that went the wrong way. Uh, believing that God, I, I, gotta, I gotta now say that again with more emphasis. Believing that God has all the resources of the universe. The universe, the universe, the universe. Believe it, and beyond. All the resources of the universe and beyond to draw upon in helping you through any type of crisis. Through any type of crisis, through every type of crisis. If you struggle believing in in that stuff that I just said, if you struggle with believing in any of those things consistently, you will struggle with living in perfect peace because your mind cannot be steadfast trusting in the Lord when you don't believe the good things the Bible says about Jesus about God now I want to make a note here and it's extremely important the the note is this the Bible does not depict or or promise in any way a life without massive storms but it does promise that you can have perfect peace in the midst of every storm but you need to believe you need to believe what the Bible says about God is both true and true for you well, what, what did Jesus do when they asked if he cares? When they asked if he cares, continuing reading down, they ask if Jesus cares, don't you care? And then he got up, verse 39. He got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the sea, silence, be still. The wind ceased, and there was a great calm. Then he said to them, Why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith or do you still have no belief? If you're sitting here and you're living in anxious days, you're feeling anxiety or fear or whatever, I'm going to say to you the same words that that Jesus just said to his disciples. I'm going to say, why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? Or no belief. If you want to live with peace today, what is it that you're not believing about God right now that that is keeping you from being able to face this moment with peace? This is a powerful question and it's an empowering question. It's an empowering question because it reminds you that your circumstances are not keeping you from peace. Your circumstances are not keeping you from peace. Your perspective about God is. It's not your circumstances that are keeping you from peace. It's what you're thinking about God, your perspective. Now, in order for the key of believing to work, it needs to be combined with something. It needs to be combined with trusting. With trusting, believing and trusting, they're very similar. They're not exactly the same, but they're, but they're very much connected. Believing and trusting, uh, believing is like the anchor, and trusting is like the chain that goes between the anchor and our souls. It, it, it's, they're they're very much connected but what we need to do is not just believe what the bible says about god is true and true for us that god is who the bible says he is that god has done what the bible says he has done that he will do what the bible says he will do that he is the same yesterday today and forever that the god of the bible is the god of today and the god of the bible is the god of my life and he's with me it's not that we believe that's true, but we choose to trust that God is going to be like that to me in my context, in my crisis. Belief is applied via trusting. We trust God, and that's how we apply our belief. So it looks like this. You've got three things. You've got believing, you've got trusting, and you've got peace. Believing, trusting peace. Now, you can run those backwards. You're like, okay, I don't have peace, and I, okay, I, I'm lacking peace, and so am I actually trusting today? Am I trusting what I believe about God is true and that, and that, that He's gonna be like that in my context and situation? Um, where's the peace breakdown? Or is it in not believing that, that God is like what the Bible says He's like? Or is it not trusting that God will be like that towards me in this moment? Where, where's the breakdown? Listen to what Isaiah says about peace. This is a powerful verse. I encourage you to to memorize it. It's it's so simple and so on point. Isaiah 26.3 says, You, God, you will keep in perfect peace. You will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you you will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you when it says you will keep in perfect peace god you will you will keep you will continue to have me having perfect peace on the inside how how is that possible by having my mind steadfast in trusting god steadfast determined unshakable in my trust of God, that he is paying attention, that he's good and he's paying attention to my, my circumstances. Again living with peace and living in peace comes from trusting that what we believe about God is true, as the Bible says it is, and, and, and making sure we own that and apply it to our circumstances, to our crisis today. Now again I want to hit a, a warning and I can't overstate this enough. This is, this is important, it is easy to trust God for things that don't line up. With what the Bible actually says about him. And when you do that you're you're in danger of having a faith crisis because all of a sudden something doesn't unfold as you as you had been trusting God for it to to go. So for instance let's say you're believing that a bad thing won't happen. There's something that's scary and it's coming your way and and you're just like oh I'm trusting God and that is not going to happen. That could be trust misplaced. It, God might intervene, but the Bible does not promise that he w- He'll intervene and, and, and pull away from you every scary moment or every painful thing. The, the Bible doesn't promise that He will remove, uh, keep all bad times away from us. It actually says that you are gonna go through them, that you're gonna go through many troubles and, and, and hard times. But, what it does say, but, it says, but, it says you can trust Him. You can trust Him to bring you through those times. You can trust Him to walk with you through those times, to provide for you through those times, to care for you and someday rescue you and bring you out of those times. Psalm 34, for example. Psalm 34, verse 19, it says, One who is righteous has many adversities. Meaning, as many, like, Challenging moments, one who is righteous has many adversities, but, but the Lord rescues him from them all. But the Lord rescues him from them all. We believe and we trust that God rescues. That is in the Bible, that is solid and anchor moment that God rescues, and then we can ask and i do ask and i encourage you to ask and plead for god to prevent adversities god prevent this awful thing which looks awful to me from happening god prevent this intervene stop this we can ask for that but we can count on god that if we do have to go through that thing that we dread that he will go with us and someday he will rescue us out out of it We've got to make sure we're putting our hope in the right place. You don't get peace if you place your hope in the fact that God will prevent it from happening because then if it happens, everything crumbles around. You get hope, or you get peace when you place your trust in what the Bible says about God that even if I walk through this, I can have peace because God will be with me and bring me out. Tough times happen. Tough times, they, they happen. I don't know if you've ever been sued or you've ever had legal pressure barreling down. It's awful. It, it can be so c- consuming. Uh, uh, maybe maybe you've been afraid of terrible things happening which were out of your control. Maybe you afraid of losing your job or health issues or, or being dumped or rejected or uh, having peace or not having peace. Like... You can have peace in every context, in any context in those contexts, in any situation but you've got to believe, you got to believe that God is real, you got to believe that God is in control, you got to believe that God can actually be trusted in your in your context, in your situation. You got to believe that God actually sees you, he loves you, he cares for you, he's paying attention for you. You have got to believe that God is bigger than every crisis that God is good that He's mighty, that He will be to you, all the Bible says that He will be, believing that God will be your provider, your healer, your strong tower, your, your deliverer, the listener of prayers, the one who is mighty to act. Believing, combining with trusting, it's the first uh, and biggest key to living a life with so much more peace than, than you can even imagine today. If you've, lived, if you've lived with a lot of anxiety in your life up to this point, that's awful. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that. You don't have to keep living that way. And, and if you've been struggling with anxiety, a lot of it or a little of it, or fears or worries or whatever, a lot or a little, I want you to ask yourself this question, and this is the challenge for this week, to ask yourself this, this on-point question. What am I not believing about God, which is keeping me from enjoying perfect peace today? What am I not believing about God, which is keeping me from enjoying perfect peace today? Now, if you're sharing a, a flat, or if you're in a room with somebody who's, who struggles with anxiety, you don't need to say anything. You can just be like, hmm. And they might hear the hmm. And, 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 <laughs> it's kind of like, huh, hmm. What a good question, right? Pastor Brad, what a great question. What am I not believing about God, which is keeping me from enjoying perfect peace today? I had, Jesus had a disciple who was struggling. And there's this moment where he has his disciple, he's, he's struggling. It seems like he's kind of he's like lost it for, for a few days, for a few days there. And he's kind of disappeared. The other disciples are around, but this one isn't, isn't around. And, and, and Jesus goes up to this disciple Who who seems to be having this faith crisis? Who who is having this believing crisis? And he says to him, he says, Thomas, put your fingers here. Put your hand in my side. Put your hand in my side. And then he says to Thomas, Thomas, stop doubting and believe. Stop doubting and believe, the, the path back for Thomas was to go back to the truth, to go back to what is true, that Jesus is alive, he is raised from the dead, he is real, and, and, and all the power and all the implication of that, and for him to, to be confronted with the truth and then to stop doubting and believe. Here's my picture again, uh, Mount Nebo, Mount Nebo, Again, it can be hard to find peace when you look ahead and you see the fog. When you see uncertainty, a fog which could be concealing dangers of any kind or, you know, I don't know if I'm gonna lose my job, I don't know what God wants me to do next, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know how I'm gonna feel my family, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. But family, believe in God. You can trust Him in your moment right now. You can release to Him your fears and anxiety and choose to trust and believe in Him. Check out these words from this famous old song that has been, I've just heard it so much over the last month or so. The old famous song, Because He Lives. The, the lyrics they're they're so they're so pertinent for this moment. It says because he lives, because Jesus is alive, because as the Bible describes, he was crucified, but on the third day God raised him from the dead, conquering sin and death, able to pay the price or has paid the price for all of our sin, all of our shame, uh, allowing us to be completely forgiven. Because Jesus lives, fact of the Bible, I can face. Tomorrow, with peace, with peace, because Jesus is alive and he cares for me. Because he lives, all fear is gone. It's gone. Because I know, (laughs) I can't say it without doing the no, Uh, because I know, oh, oh, (laughs) he holds the future. My future is in the hands of Jesus. Not in the hands of circumstance. My my future is in the hands of Jesus, not in what I can control. And the same is true with you. Your future, if you've given your life to Jesus, is in Jesus' hands. And you can trust him with that. Because I know he holds the future. Life is worth the living just because he lives. You believe you can trust Jesus. Now there's, there's several more keys about unlocking peace, but the first one, and this most essential one, is believing and trusting. And some of you today, you, you need to get back to actually believing and trusting what you already know. You, you've given your life to Jesus, but, but you've, you've stopped trusting Him w- with your crisis. You've stopped trusting Him with your moment, and now is that moment to be like, Jesus, I'm sorry, and I'm coming back to you, and I'm going to, again, surrender. I'm going to surrender my anxieties back to you, and I'm going to trust you with my future to provide, to watch over my steps. But some of you, you need to now stop doubting and believe in Jesus. If you have if never given your life to Jesus, you don't get any of this peace, because you don't have that, that, that one that you can trust with your future who can actually do something about the future. You can't, you know your limits, you know that there's so much out of your control. You can only have peace when you give over control, when you give over trust of your life to Jesus. And I encourage you, if you've never given your life to Jesus, this is your moment. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray for all of us that, that God's peace would go up in that, in that, as, and let us lay down some of the things that we need to surrender. And I'm gonna help you give your life to Jesus if you wanna give your life to Jesus or rededicate your life to Jesus. If you wanna rededicate your life to Jesus. And again, if you do that, I want you to click that button. I want you to let us know your story and and if you wanna rededicate your life to Jesus, click on the prayer thing and let us know. And and, and let us pray for you as you begin again, as you start this new beginning. This is a great moment for you and let us be a part and pray with you as you take this moment. But let's pray right now. Um, Would you close your eyes with me? Spirit of the Living God, fall fresh in every place that is listening right now. Fall I, I, as with the people who are walking and listening to this in their ear, or exercising and listening in this ear in the in the future. Meet with them right now. For those who are sitting in their lounges, meet with them right now. Wherever wherever people are, hear, hear this hear these prayers. Now. People, what I want you to do is I want you to think about that which is making you anxious, and I want you to give it over to Jesus and say, Jesus, take this, watch this, help me with this, and I'm going to trust you with with this. And and, and just make make sure your trust is in the right place. You know, if if this difficult thing happens, I'm going to trust that you'll walk with me through it, and you'll rescue me out the other side but I ask you to maybe rescue me now. Save me from this. But I want you to surrender and hand that over to Jesus and instead take up His peace. Holy Spirit, I know that one of the fruit of the Spirit is peace, love, joy, peace, patience, peace. I just ask for your peace to come and, and, and fill the void being left behind as, as people hand over their anxieties and stresses to you, the things that are now, if you want to give your life to Jesus or rededicate your life to Jesus, I suggest praying something like this. God, I choose now to stop doubting and believe. I choose now to give my life to you, to trust you with my life, to follow you, to do what you want for the rest of my life. God, I, I ask you to forgive me as you promised because Jesus was crucified and raised from the dead. I ask you to forgive me and I ask you to wash me clean and I ask you to give me a new beginning with your Holy Spirit as the sealing guarantee of my salvation as the one who will help me walk forward from here. I give my life to you or I rededicate my life to you. Jesus name Amen